Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. At about 8.45, we were north of the George Washington Bridge, right along the Major Deegan Expressway. We were looking for a collision. We didn't find it. Now, since 8.48 at that time was my last report of the morning, uh, we uh, turned south uh, back toward uh, the area in the direction of Linden Airport. So we were at the GWB, and as we turned south, we all saw a flash and a fireball. And our pilot at the time, Arthur Anderson, said, I think that was a plane. And I asked him, are you sure? He's like, no, I'm not, but I I think it was. So he called out to the LaGuardia Tower. Our call sign at the time was 8 Bravo Quebec. And he called uh, LaGuardia 8BQ. Did you just lose an aircraft? And we heard nothing. And he asked again. And all we heard from LaGuardia Tower was stand by everybody. Um, On the air, we were in commercial and we come out of commercial and I am during that time I am frantically calling on the two-way radio trying to get a hold of somebody in the newsroom I found out later that everyone in the newsroom was was gathered in our news director's office at the time Uh, we were on 57th street and our news director had one window that faced directly south and had a view of what was going on and everyone was in there so um, our morning anchor pat carroll at the time pitches to me and all i can do is go with what i'm seeing and the first thing that i said was something has happened here at the world trade center and uh, the rest of it was just trying to gather information as best as I could, but really just trying to paint a word picture as best as I could possibly do it. I listen to this, and I hear in your voice what we heard from every New Yorker that morning, which was this kind of state of disbelief. People couldn't see what was what was rolling out in front of them, in front of their own eyes. Yeah, we really we didn't know what we were what we were up against at that point, and I, I remember being. Very focused on what was happening in front of me. Very focused on the on the building. But at some point, um, I I looked down at the clipboard that I was writing my notes on, and the clipboard was shaking in my hands. And my right foot, I would I would press down on a on a switch to key up my microphone, and my right foot, my right leg was shaking violently. And at that point, I said, "You can hear me." All of a sudden, shift and start talking about West Street and Canal Street. That I did that more for myself than anything else to center me because that's what I know. That's what I talk about every day. And I could relate to that. I had no idea what was going on in, in front of me at that moment. 
in front of you and, and behind you, you made a turn, your aircraft, and you were photographing out of the rear of the craft, out of the chopper, and you captured what is today kind of an iconic image. That, uh, that image came from our onboard camera for one of the television stations that we, had, well, we were working with at the time, that our aircraft was working with at the time. We had uh, gone in front of both towers, and as we got to tower number one, we could see the damage in front of it, but we had every bit of evidence to believe that it had been a plane that had gone in. Our next question was, if it had gone in, did it go all the way through and down to the street? And the only way that we could find that out was to go in front of the second tower. So we were in front of the battery, really kind of getting a look all the way around there. And then um, we made the decision that we had a better view where we were. So we went from that spot right in front of Tower 2 at the battery and made our way north on the Hudson. And we were not even at, we were just north of Chamber Street, probably not even at Canal Street, when we're facing north at this point, the camera is pointing behind us. And I remember the right windows of the aircraft lit up. And our pilot turned around, and we turned around to just see debris flying everywhere. And we found out that the second plane made that final left turn pretty much right at the spot where we had been about 30 to 45 seconds prior. You tell the story about going back to the airport and setting down and then hearing words on, on, on the radio you'd never heard before to describe what the situation was in the airspace. Over we, we landed at Ridgefield Park. That was our old base of operations. We knew we could land there. We needed fuel. We were at the end of our shift at, at 848. So we needed fuel. We knew we could get it there. We landed, refueled, and took back off to Legu- from uh, Teterboro Airport, or at least talking to Teterboro's air traffic controllers. And... We, were, we got about 50 feet off the ground, and we were told to land immediately, and our pilot was, was told the airspace has been sterilized. And we get back down on the ground, and our pilot says, can you, disc- can you repeat that, please? And he said, the airspace has been sterilized. And our pilot said, sir, forgive me, but I've never heard that phrase before. What does that mean? And he said, no, it means no one is going anywhere right now. The fact that you came so close to hijacked aircraft. Has there ever been a moment that that has, over the years, caught up with you? It's something I've thought of, but only just in passing. We didn't really think about how close we were until we we played the footage back, which we didn't even realize that we we had. But the footage uh, that came from, from our onboard camera uh, with the, the second plane coming in from the right side of the frame, that was on newspapers all over the world. And we didn't really think about how close we were until we looked at the footage and we actually saw the camera shake after the second impact, which was something that I did not perceive at the time. Um, but that's, that's something I, I haven't... Maybe I'm just like trying not to think about that, um, but it's um, you know it's I I don't think we really even grasped the enormity of what what was happening until a little bit later that afternoon. We we landed. Of course, we could not take back off again, so we were following things from the ground uh, at uh, at Ridgefield Park. 
the helicopter is, is on the ramp. It's hooked up to a battery cart so I could stay on the air. I'm trying to call my contacts, get as much info as I could. Arthur, our pilot, is trying to call the FAA, trying to get us back in the air. We're all trying to contact our loved ones also. Um, but we're operating in, in a tunnel I mean, with, with, very li- with no TV. We watched both towers come down standing on the banks of the Hackensack River, but we were really working with blinders on. There's no streaming video. There's no social media. We didn't have a television there. Um, About 2 o'clock that afternoon, all of us there said, we have to eat something. And we had no cars where we were, so we walked across the railroad tracks uh, to a small pizza place up the street from the, the old heliport that we were hoping was open. And the guy was open, we were the only people in the place. Um, he made us all, he made us a couple of fresh pizzas. We sat down and he had a television in the upper corner of the restaurant and it was tuned to one of the local news stations. That was the first time that I saw what everybody else had been seeing around the world. I had not seen it up until then. That's when I started to grasp the enormity of, of what was going on. Tom, 22 years on. After all these years, your thoughts about the, the, the passage of time and the fact that we're here today talking about this after all that time? Well, I think, you know, a phrase, Paul, a phrase that's we hear associated with, with 9-11 uh, quite a bit is never forget. That, that's true, but I teach a radio production course at, at Montclair State University, and for my students— that doesn't necessarily apply because they hadn't been born yet if they were born in 2002 or later that generation if they were if they had been alive they have no cognitive memory of this so what i do is i play our audio from wcbs in the classroom as it played out minute by minute and i let this which is really a moment in history I let that history unfold minute by minute. And I find it very important for them to hear that because, again, they are the generation that now has no cognitive memory of this. It's in a history book. They've seen so many pictures and they've seen video, and, and, but they've never listened to this. Um, and I, I will always preface it the week before I play it. I let them know what I'm going to do. And I always tell them there's nothing salacious in it, but it is pretty intense. And if anyone wants to opt out, if anyone has a family member who was involved somehow and you'd like to opt out, let me know. I've had only one or two students do that. One of the semesters, one of my previous semesters, one of my students came up to me after I played this in class and told me that his uncle had perished at the World Trade Center. And I asked him, why didn't you say anything to me? And he said he felt it was important in his uncle's memory to listen to that audio. And, of course, I gave him my sincere condolences. But that student telling me that told me that that phrase, never forget, is not just words. And the stories of 9-11, no matter how many years later, have to be continue to be told. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 